Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on The Shadow. This episode originally aired on February 9th, 1941, and it's called The Man Who Lived Thrice. Get 
uh, Carlton, the Evans is an alien. Yes, well, just what is this information you have for us, Mr. Carlton? Well, it's probably a shot in the dark, but I have an idea where my brother might be hiding. Yeah? Where? In a small town in Louisiana. What would he be doing down there? Well, you see, when we were children, we had a nurse, a Creole. She was very fond of my brother. After we grew up, she returned to a Louisiana home, so... So I know for certain that in the past, my brother has found refuge there. I think uh, if you were to send one of your men down there, Commissioner, you might turn up to me. Well, that isn't exactly a red-hot lead, Mr. Carlson. I disagree with you, Commissioner. I think it's a very excellent lead. Well... In fact, uh, if you don't wish to send a detective, I'd be willing to investigate it myself. Okay. Okay, Grant. I think I should warn you, Mr. Cranston, that if you do encounter my brother... Be extremely careful. When he's cornered, he displays a talent with a knife that is found in the kitchen. Right. Oh. Uh, thanks for the warning. I might also add that none of us in the family would grieve if he brought back word that my brother was. does, according to the man in the village. Shall we walk across the yard or swim? I'm sorry to brought you out in weather like this, Margo. Oh, stop. Lamont, do you, do you really think we'll find the trash here? We might. But don't worry, Margo. I'm prepared for it. Now, you'd better let Mrs. LeBart know we're here. This is what is it what you want, eh? Are you Mrs. LeBart? Oui. Who are you? Uh, this is Miss Lane. I'm Lamont Cranston. Uh, I have never heard of you. Well, we've heard of you, Mrs. LeBart. We'd like to talk to you. How have you heard of me? From who? From John Cobb. Oh. oh, come in. Thank you. You win, Margo? In there. And now you will sit here, please. Thank you. Up at the room, Denise. Go. Oh, what a beautiful cat. Here, but you did not come here to admire my cat. Now, you please get to the reason for your visit. <clears throat> well, we were sent here by John Cobb. Uh, you have already told me that. Denise, you get away from that woman. You leave her alone. Well, that's all right. She's just rubbing against me. She seems to like me. Uh, she is deceptive animal, Mamzelle. First, she gives you her affection. Then she slashed you with the claws. Oh? Perhaps she learned that trait from someone else. Who do you mean? The man who calls himself the Slasher. The Slasher? Yes, he's better known to you as John Carson's brother. I, I don't know what you talk about. I think you do. Have you come here to question me? Is that it? I am seeking information, Mrs. LeBard. I also get no information here. I am not enjoying you or your conversation, Mr. Cranston, and I ask you both to leave. Now, just a minute, Mr. You hear what I said? Now you leave. You leave at once. Who is there? Who is entering this house? Ah, I'm here. Why are you here? Is something wrong? What's the matter with him? He's not the power of peace. Emil, is that letter for me? Oh, give it to me. Ah. Ah, you need them. Oh, 
you people while you're still here, eh? You get out of my house for the last time, I tell you. Get out. Very well, very well, Mrs. Labarge. We're leaving. Come along, Margo. I do. Uh, perhaps you'll give us the information we desire some other time. There will be no other time. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Well, what to do now, That message, Margo. I'm sure it was from the slasher. Really? Yes. And that man, Emil, must know where he's hiding. I think it's time for the shadow to enter this case, Margot. To trace our friend the slasher to his hideout. You see, sir, we thought the best place to get our information would be from the chief of police. Yes, of course. Now, who is it you're seeking? Uh, what's his name? His name is Emil. And his last name? I'm afraid we don't know it. Well, uh, we had many Emils in the parish. If you don't know the last name, I don't think that uh, uh, Perhaps a description would help. Well, yes, it would. Well, he's short, heavy set, and uh, has lost the power of speech. Oh, Emil Blondo. That's who you mean. Emil Blondo, eh? Now, what can you tell us about him? Well, I can tell you plenty. That man has caused us much trouble in his age. Much trouble. How? Until this accident several years ago, he was a member of one of the worst murderous gangs of smugglers and rum runners that I've ever encountered. Oh, I see. Uh... What was this accident? He was shot in a gang fight. The bullet penetrated his brain, robbed him of his memory and his power of speech. And since that time? Well, he's been little more than an imbecile. Living in a shack somewhere among the bayous. Well, where is the shack? Well, now to tell you the truth, I've never bothered to find out. People seldom venture into the bayous. Even the police. Oh, then you have no idea where he lives? No. But you might watch for him in the village. I see. Well, uh, thank you very much, sir. Not at all, sir. Uh, I can't be more helpful. Well, that's all right. Come on, Mama. Good day, sir. Goodbye. Good day. Well, that was a dead-end street. Yes. I guess we'll have to find out about Emil from our Mrs. Labarde. And that, Margot, is going to be a job for the shadow. Ah, what is wrong with you, Felice? Why you act so strange, huh? <laughs> what was that do, lad? I trust that you'll pardon this intrusion, Mrs. Labarde. Mm. In no one yet someone spoke. Yes. Yes, Mrs. Labarde. I spoke. Who are you? Where are you? I'm standing right here beside you. In the shadow. You shall know me by that name. Mm, I shall know you by that name, the shadow. Yes. Ah, uh, come again. Again, I am hearing voices. Ah, uh, let's pull myself together. Do not be alarmed, Mrs. Laporte. The voice that you hear is a friendly one. Why, why has this happened? I wish to talk to you. Talk to you about your life long ago. Very well, very well. I want to talk in particular... About a young boy named Carlton. Everett Carlton? Yes. You... You were very fond of that boy, weren't you? But of course, he was a darling boy. Your affection for him was so great that you have even forgiven the mistakes he made. Ah, yes, yes. You have sheltered him here in the past when he's come to you in trouble, haven't you? I am. He needed my help. And now you're giving him that help again? Yes. Where is he now? Where is Everett Carlton, Mrs. Labarde? I... I not know. But you've heard from him. You know that he's near. Oui, but I do not know where. Then it's Emil who knows his hiding place, is that it? Emil? 
Oui, Emil, no. And where can Emil be found? At the shack. Where is that? In the bios, the point where two rivers meet. Are you certain that you're telling me the truth? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> what is wrong? Hey, wait. Oh, you can someone in this room, Miss Bartley. Speaking of someone. Yes, she sees me, Mrs. Abbott. Ah, then you are not a boy. You are human. A flesh and blood being who has tricked me into revealing forbidden secrets. I did not employ any tricks, Mrs. Abbott. If I could see you, I would kill you or crash you to pieces. Just as your Everett Carlton might do, as he has done in the name of Slice Eleven. I not know what you mean. None of what I told you before was true to you. You are none of it. There is only one way to prove that, Mrs. Labarde. How? By paying a visit to the shack of Emil Blondeau. <laughs> Quietly, Margot. And Emil mustn't hear us about. I know. Do you think Mrs. Labarde could have warned Emil about coming? She hasn't had time, Margot. Doesn't it ever stop raining this country? <laughs> well, those trees are so heavy overhead. It could have stopped four days ago and they'd still be dripping. What was that? Some sort of wild animal. Bios are full of them. And that includes the human variety. Oh, that's nice to know. Oh, well, look, Margo. That must be the shack there. That mass of tumble down boards? Yes. Uh, you'd, you'd better wait here for me. Why? I don't particularly trust our friend Emil. He was a killer even before that bullet lodged in his brain. Now with his mind warped, there's no telling what he might do. Well, I'd still rather go with you, Lamont, and wait alone here in this desolate place. All right, very well. Come along, then. I'll just approach it to enter quickly and surprise him. That's all right. Okay. Let's go. Just a moment. Stay where you are. Now, don't be alarmed. We're not going to harm you. We're your friends. Yes, we've come to help you. We, we were sent here by Mrs. Labarge. You remember us, don't you? We were present last night when you delivered that note to Mrs. Labarge. We we are aware of the contents of that note. We've come in answer to it. Is the slasher in trouble? Is something wrong with him? Just nod your head, yes or no. That nod must mean yes. Is he sick? Very sick? Then you must take us to him at once. Can you do that? Good. Come along, Margot. Our long trail is nearing an end. Have you any idea where this thing is taking us? No. We'll just have to put our trust in a meal. Do you suppose that he really is leading us to the Slash's hideout? There's no way of telling. You're practically mercy at this point, aren't you? Yes. We just have to hope that he believed our story. Well, why do you keep looking behind you? To keep an eye on a meal. A bullet in the back could be most uncomfortable. You think we might try to kill him? I'm not taking any chances. I can even see him choking me. He knows this country very well. This will not have a look hanging on a tree like a white shark. Oh. Mm. Well, it doesn't be crazy. <laughs> I won't bother you much longer, Mother. Why, do you think we're getting out of it? No. But you won't see it. It'll soon be night. Oh, that's good. Say, he's stopping the boat. We must be getting... Oh, come on, right ahead. A tiny shack standing on the Yes. I guess we've reached our destination. Hey, grab hold of that duck, Margot. Oh, look. Emil is motioning for us to get out. Here. Give me a hand, Margot. Yeah. There we are. Now, Emil, 
Will you lead the way? Come on, I don't like that grin on his face. Look. There's someone lying on that cot. Yes. Is he sleeping? I don't know. Uh, there's a candle on that table. Would you light it, Margo? I want to keep my eye on our two friends. Yes, all right. Here you are. Thank you. The eyes are closed. The face is chalk white. Well, Lamont, do you suppose we're too late? No, he, he's still breathing. Look at the face, Margo. It's Carlton, all right. Or I should say, Slasher Evans. Same nose, same broad forehead. Except for that long scar on his face and the red beard, this man could almost be John Carlton himself. What's he doing? His eyes do. Uh, uh, hey. Hey. What is it? Stay where you are, Slasher. Who are you? How'd you get here? Oh, this is your working man. You brought him here. You're giving away my name, my hiding place. Oh, nobody's going to get me. Get out, come on. Oh, Give me that gun. Oh, no, I've been free in life, and I'm going to be free in death. Oh, the candle, he's not the door. Right, sir. You'll never get me, never. Look, he's running out the door. Come back here, Evan. Come on, Margot. He's not getting away. Really, he's running along the bank of the river. Yes. You might as well give up, Stryker. You're not going to lose us. Look out, come on. He's going to shoot. Margot, down, quick. <laughs> you can play your game, Stryker. There was no bullet you're going to get me. Come on, he's putting the gun to his head. He's going to see. Stryker, Stryker. Oh. It was his only way out, Margot. His body's fallen into the river. So I guess our job is done. That's the end of Slasher Evans. I'm very glad to you, Miss Rain, and Mr. Weston, for coming here to my apartment with your information about Slasher Evans. That's all right, Mr. Carlton. Incidentally, Lamont will be here in a few minutes. Oh, so the old boy's late again, huh? I hope he's not too tardy, Commissioner. I'm very anxious to hear more about his encounter with my brother. Well, I'll let Lamont tell you that when he arrives. Ah, but you're sure that he's dead? Oh, yes. Oh, did you hear that, Commissioner? I guess that's proof enough that you've heard the last of Flash Revan. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Shadow. Yes. Why are, you? Why are you here? I am here, Commissioner, to contradict a statement that was just made by that young woman. What do you mean? I mean that Slasher Evans is not dead. Not dead? He is very much alive. What? Yes. He's in this city. In fact, Commissioner, he's in this very room. Who is speaking? Where is his voice coming from? I am the shadow, Mr. Carlton. And I'm quite sure that you've heard of me. How? From your fellow criminals. What are you driving at, Shadow? I'm trying to tell you, Commissioner, that this man is Slasher Evans. That's ridiculous. Not at all, Mr. Carlton. Or I should say, Slasher. I've investigated you quite thoroughly. And I learned some very interesting facts. Yes, what were they? I've been in touch with the authorities in Trinidad. Mr. Carlton's residence. And they told me that he had been away for five years. Had just returned recently. That was the length of your stay in prison, wasn't it, Slasher? Don't be fooled by this voice, Commissioner. Go on, Chatham. Go on, Chatham. I've also inquired into your financial background. And I found that although you have no means of support, no income, you still have lived lavishly. But why is he the Slasher that he sent us on his own trail? Because he wanted it that way. He left an easy trail leading to the Slasher's hideout so that someone could bring back definite proof that he was dead. Yes. Yes, that could have been his plan. You see, with the Slasher legally dead, 
John Carlton can live respectably for the rest of his life. Or at least until the money that he gained by his criminal activities is gone. But how could he be here and in Louisiana at the same time? It takes very little time for a plane to reach Louisiana, Commissioner. And it took very little theatrical makeup to change his face and fool this young woman and her companion. You're pretty smart, aren't you, Mr. Shadow? But Knight's quite smart enough. Put on, Bartle. Let go of me! Take your hands off that girl, Sasha. This game is going to be my ace in the hole, see? It's going to be my shield till I get out of here. Oh, no, I'm not. I'll get away. This sort of persuasion not to sit there. Put away that knife. Uh, yeah, I think you know what that means, Commissioner. I warned you a long time ago that the slasher always uses his blade when he's cornered. Well, you're not using it on me. Listen, sister. I usually just flash my victim's face. But if you don't do as I say, I'm going to change my technique for you and bury this blade in your heart. No, no. <laughs> what happened to this shadow? Where's all the talk now? <laughs> I thought he was yellow. The minute I flashed this knife, he stepped out of the picture, didn't you, shadow? I... He ain't in here. Now listen to me, Flasher. Ah, you listen to me. Get out of here, see? And if you make one move in my direction, I'll slash this thing to bits. You wouldn't dare. No. Here it goes. No. Let's go, you talk. Let's go, my hand. Let's go. Drop that knife like a comic. Stand where you are, Flasher. Stand where I am. Hey, how do you cover the first comic on a story copyrighted by the Shadow Magazine. The characters, names, places, and plots are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, Orson Welles stars as Edmund Dantes in Alexandre Dumas's classic, The Count of Monte Cristo. To listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Definitely not one of the better episodes of The Shadow. Personally, I thought the writing was a little weak in this one. But I'd love to hear what you think. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. 
for a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.